On the Newman Jets Audio Network, this is the JetCast, the official podcast of Newman University Athletics, featuring exclusive interviews with coaches, players, administrators, and more. The JetCast podcast is brought to you by South Central Ceiling and Paving, online at scsealing.com. Mel Hambledon Ford, Pepsi, Allstate Insurance Agent Mike Light, Eck Agency, Donlinger Construction, Big Corner Creative, Dr. Brennan Lucas and Advanced Orthopedic Associates, Keystone Solid Surfaces, and by Overland Charters, the official transportation provider of Newman University Athletics. Here's the voice of the Newman Jets, Blake Kreps. Time to hit the links finally as Newman University Jets golfers finally get a chance it's been about a calendar year since golf has been on the schedule for Newman University. And the Newman women finished with a ninth place finish at the uh, Central Missouri Southern Invitational at Indian Creek Golf Club in Carrollton, Texas, back on February 7th and 8th. They returned to action on Mar- March 8th and 9th. Meanwhile, the men still waiting to get their season started. They are heading out next week on March 1st and 2nd. Greystone Golf Club in Arkansas. Joining me, the director of golf in her first year in that role, her second year coaching the women at Newman University, Taryn Torgerson, here on episode 36 of the JetCast. Uh, Miss Director, thanks you. thank you for uh, stepping into the office here. Appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, obviously, and you guys are finally back on the course. It's been, like I said, I didn't count out the exact number of days, but it's been 50, legitimately 50 weeks since you guys have actually been on the tee box in a competitive setting. How excited were you for the women to get back? How excited were they? And obviously, I know the men have to be chomping at the bit to get a chance to get out there and, and hit, a, hit some actual balls in competition next week. Yeah, everybody's been, the excitement has definitely been brewing um, over in our neck of the woods. Um, the weather hasn't been cooperating with us very well, but <laughs> right. um, we're taking every opportunity we can to get back out there. And just the fact that there's a tournament on the schedule that we can look forward to and know that we're going to go play is pretty exciting. So we're about to start a pretty busy stretch, but we're all really excited to get back out there. What has the preparation been like? Because obviously golf is something that's hard to replicate indoors. You guys have, you know, about as expansive of of a facility as anybody has um, in terms of a place to putt and a place to, to hit balls in the cage. But it doesn't really replicate, you know, being outdoors. How much have you guys been able to be outside compared to maybe a normal year when you don't have restrictions and when the weather is is normal obviously the the weather we've had these last couple weeks has not has not been normal yeah we've definitely been constricted to inside for the past two and a half three weeks the girls haven't been outside since they got back from their tournament so that's pretty wild um we got to go out yesterday again um for the first time and it was nice to just finally get out there and see how we're doing. We've been hitting balls and putting and chipping and stuff inside, like you said, but we can't see actually where the ball's going. Um, so it's just a lot of feel and contact, muscle memory stuff that we're able to do inside. So to get back outside and kind of see where we are going into the tournament, kind of see what we have um, is really beneficial and very needed as we uh approach tournaments obviously the the season opening game will start with the women a season opening match and, and tournament down there at the ucm southern invite what were your expectations going in julia chorus obviously finishing in third place that had to be a, a real big uh, big surprise 
not, not a surprise, but uh, very uh, satisfying for you to see her continue to, to move up in her career. But overall, how did you feel about how your five golfers uh, registered their scores down there in Texas? Yeah, um, I mean, without competing since literally a year ago, um, it was kind of hard to see kind of where we're at. We just kind of see it in practice. We don't have those pressure competition situations like you get when you're actually out there competing against other schools as opposed to competing against each other. So we just needed to get out there and just see where we were. And, you know, Julia played great. Um, and to start, she was really bummed that that last round got canceled because she was yes. in a really good position to go out and be in contention and try and try and get her first career win. But I couldn't be more proud of her with her third place finish. And, you know, there was something different about her when she came back this, uh, this spring and just her mindset and her approach to the mental part of it. She's always had the skills. She's always had, um, the, the, all the natural ability, but the mental approach is what I've been talking to her so much about and just controlling what you can control and you can't change what's already happened you can only control the shots that are in front of you and you can't change anything that happened in the past so she's really um strengthened that mental game and that's like she mentioned that's just been huge for her and that's kind of what took her to that third place finish she's a senior from poland we'll be talking with her next here on the Jetcast, and we'll wrap up the show with women's basketball a junior who's stepping up to a much bigger role this year michaela hayes guard on the women's basketball team she'll join me as well so stay tuned for that on to the men who do not have the benefit of having a tournament already this year. And obviously they've been frozen indoors as well. Uh, how excited are you at the chance to see some sixties on the weather report for this week? And, you know, actually feel like I know as we're recording this, they're getting set. If they haven't teed off already, they're getting set to tee off as we're doing this. Um, but how excited are you that they're actually going to get to go outside before they have to start their season? Yeah, we leave this weekend and being inside for three weeks, you know, nobody really knows where their game's at or right. where the ball's going or anything like that. So getting back outside this week is huge just to kind of evaluate um, where they are and kind of what they what tools they have in their toolbox, so to speak. So that's been a really big deal. And just for me to get to know them a little bit better out on the course and see what they have and see how I can best help coach them um, in the tournament upcoming. Um, so it's getting back outside is is huge we're embracing the sunshine and we're should. loving it so as you should who do you feel like are the guys that you're going to be depending on for leadership and for scoring this year who are some of those players that you're expecting to maybe be in contention in this first tournament down in arkansas yeah um a community college transfer uh ty wilson is probably going to lead the charge for us um he's a really solid player has all the tools um to be really good um, he's shown some really good things and put up some even to under par rounds just in practice and stuff. So I expect him to to play really well, especially because he has two years of college golf experience at um, at JUCO there in Dodge City. So um, Justin Looper has come along. We've made some pretty significant changes in his overall game um, in all aspects of it here in this kind of covid dead time or whatever sure. you want to call it so he's made some really big strides and is feeling really good going into the tournament so i expect some big things from him as well next up for the women they will be at the diffie ford lincoln invitational down at kicking bird golf course in 
Edmond, Oklahoma. And this is a golf course that uh, Newman is very familiar with. This is one that they uh, played a lot as members of the Heartland Conference. It's hosted by Southern Nazarene. And last year there, Kate Robertson got fifth place in that tournament. So she ought to be feeling pretty good. Um, Hopefully, Julia will take some of that positive momentum. She tied for 55th last year. So hopefully, she'll bring some momentum from this first week. And I do want to remind people, a couple years ago, the South African M. Colleen Meyer won the whole darn thing down there for Newman University just a couple of seasons ago. So when you think of a kicking bird, how familiar are you with the course? Did the Shockers ever play that? Well, well, you were a member there at Wichita State. How familiar are you with the course, and what are the challenges that it, that it poses? Yeah, I actually never had played it or seen it until we went up there uh, last spring. Um, so I've been on it, you know, those three or four rounds that we had up there. It's a really good golf course. I think um, the fairways are pretty big, so you can kind of you can miss a little bit and get away with it. I think the around the greens and the greens is kind of where it brings challenges. A really big greens, it's a, um, a shot placement golf course. You need to put it in the right place on the green, or you could have some really long putts and things like that. Um, it's always Kate hopefully has a good taste in her mouth from of the course. last time she was there and. Um, some of the other girls um, have played well there um, too. And obviously, like you said, um, just Newman players in general have, have been pretty successful at that golf course. So I'm excited to go back to some place that I've seen. Um, it allows me to prepare them a little bit better knowing that I have, I've been there and I've seen um, kind of how the golf course plays and how you can best um, score out there. I, did, I'm, I am interested in asking because, you know, we, like when I talk to Coach Spence, Coach Allen, they're, they're watching game film. They're, they're breaking down their opponents. They're looking at what they did last time. Uh, and, and that's part of what they use to dictate what goes on in, in, in Fugate Gymnasium for practice. Yep. Golf, obviously, is a much different beast because, you know, one player may need to work on putting. Another player may need to do something totally different. But I wanted to ask you about the preparation going into a tournament. Do you – will you – I mean – I don't even know because I, I don't golf. I'll, I'll be the first person to say it. I don't golf. I, I used to be pretty decent at putt-putt in Estes Park, Colorado. But other than that, not really good. When you look at a golf course, do they have, like, yardage books online? Do you study those? Are there, like, satellite photos? How do you prepare a team for uh, for a golf course you know, whether it's a returning golf course that you've played a lot like this one, or maybe it's a course that you've been brand new. What's the process that you go about trying to get players ready for a tournament? Yeah. If I've, if I've been to the golf course before and played it, um, then I will have some prior knowledge and can kind of use my own experiences and challenges and successes that I uh, had at that course to kind of help prepare them. Um, but if I haven't been there, I Google earth it or I, okay. uh, so, we have an app called 18 birdies and there's about every course in there and it kind of gives you the rundown. You can pick your team markers and I usually draw and map out the greens even before we even leave. Um, so I have those, um, already prepared. So when I get there, I can, you know, draw slopes and different breaks and things like that. Um, but sometimes they're seeing the course for the first time, just like I am. Um, so if we have seen it before, I can do some of that, but otherwise it's just kind of researching or figuring, finding resources that have played there and talking to them on, on how you can, you know, best score there. Um, but preparing, preparing them, it is kind of an individual thing. And if I, if I know that we're going somewhere with really small fairways, then we'll create things like that to where we have to bottle in our, our tee shots and things like that. So we can kind of, um, have structure practice to accommodate what we have here in Kansas to mimic what we're going to go see as best as possible. 
Um, it's hard to do in some situations, but um, we're able to kind of do that. And I like to do a lot of the preparation so they can just go out and play in the practice round and then get notes and, and stuff from me. So Final question for you. We asked you about the women coming up next. Once again, that's at uh, Kicking Bird Golf Club in Edmond. Uh, what are your goals for the men as they're coming up here uh, next week, Monday, Tuesday? They'll have their season opening event down in Arkansas. What are your goals for them as they knock off the rust and finally return to competition after 51 weeks off? Yeah, the biggest thing I've been talking to them about is just embrace the opportunity that you're getting to compete again. Um, it's been so long since they've been able to get out there, and it's all going to be new for them. This is the first time that I'm going to lead the way and, and, and take them and, and coach them in a tournament setting. So there'll be a, some growing pains probably just getting used to each other and how I coach versus how they play and things like that. Um, I think there was potential um, to do some some good things this spring with we just need to put, you know, four scores together on the same day, and that might take a little bit of time to, to get there. Um, but I definitely think all five that will be going are capable of putting up that low number. So I expect, you know, good things out of them. And as the season goes on to hopefully bring those scores down and get everybody playing playing good on the right day. Once again, the men finally going to get their season started coming up. Greystone Golf Club in Arkansas. Uh, and that will be hosted uh, in Harding March 1st and 2nd. So best of luck to the men. Obviously, we hope for the women to continue to have success down at Kicking Bird. And thank you so much for your time, Coach. Thank you. Appreciate it. Taryn Torgerson, Director of Golf. We'll talk to the Polish senior leading the women's golf team when we come back on the JetCast. Hi, friends. Phil Nightingale, General Manager at Mel Hamilton Ford. Right now, we have incredible deals on all new 2020 models. Plan now to get here fast for the best selection. And if you're in the market for a used vehicle, Mel Helen Ford has more cars, trucks, and SUVs than anyone else. Every payment, every price. All makes and models, not just Fords. Come see us today or shop us online at mhford.com. Let our experienced sales staff show you how easy buying a new car can be. Mel Hamilton Ford, taking care of customers since 1984. Experience the difference. Thank you to Don Lear Construction, proud supporter of Newman Athletics. Continuing on the JetCast, talking golf today, and we're joined by one of the leaders on this women's golf team, Julia Koras from Gliwice, Poland. Five starts last year. Her best finish was 11th place at the MIAA preview. She finished third, however, at her tournament this year to start off the season at the UCM Southern Invitational. It was her career best finish Julia Chorus joins me here on the JetCast. Thanks so much for being on the show. Thanks for having me. Well, you guys, first of all, let's just talk about getting back on the course. It's been almost a calendar year yeah. since you actually got to participate in a, a real competition. What did it feel like? Were, did you feel like there was extra? You've been practicing. Yes. Did you feel like there was any additional rust or nerves just not having been on a competitive tee box for like 51 weeks or something like that? Yeah. Well, honestly, I have to admit that um, back home, I've been playing a lot of tournaments okay. over the summer. Yeah. Oh, cause, um, okay. Didn't know that. Yeah. I um, Since I'm a member of a national team, we have a requirement of tournaments that we have to participate in. So I played a lot of those over the summer. So I was kind of privileged sure. in, in this case. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was a long break from last semester when it got canceled like mid-March, yes. right? And yeah, that was the first tournament that we just played. Luckily, the weather was good. Yes. Um, and yeah, I mean, it was, it's always stressful to, to play. 
Uh, it's a little different than back home since I play for myself back there. Here it's, you know, the pressure of being on, on a team. Right. So, so yeah, I mean. Well, let me, I, let me skip ahead then on my questions. I was going to ask you about golf in Poland. I don't yes. know a whole lot about Polish golf. I don't know if there are any, I can't think of any Polish golfers off the top of my head. Maybe there's one that I'm missing. How popular is golf in Poland? Um, it's not really popular. Really? Okay. It's, um, it started being more popular recently. Uh, but overall, I think we have around 5,000 players, which is okay. <laughs> nothing comparing to here. But, I mean, yeah, it's getting better, hopefully. Uh, how many, like, here in, like, obviously in Wichita, for example, I mean, gosh, how many courses, uh, Coach Torgerson could probably know, how many <laughs> courses are there that you could just drive to and play, like at least six? Yeah, there's. How many, go- there are a lot of golf courses in Poland? Uh, not really. Um I mean, the closest one is like 40 minutes away from me, and maybe there is like five in the area where I live, which is within like, I don't know, two hours okay. away. But overall, I think we have around 20 golf courses, the full golf courses, so the 18-hole ones, okay. and then few nine-holes courses. But it's it's not really popular in Poland, so... so well, um, maybe you'll change that. Uh, Who hopefully. Knows? Maybe. <laughs> hopefully. Uh, it, how, how do you feel like... It, w- so let me ask you this, because this is something else I wanted to get to. If golf isn't popular in Poland, yes. how did it, it come about for you to pick up the game? And how did you learn the game and, and become acquainted with it and feel like, hey, you know, this is something that I, that I want to do? Yeah. Um, well, I started playing tennis first when okay. I was like six. And I've been playing it for like eight years, but then I got injured. And if friends of friends were playing golf, um, and they asked me if I want to play because I was I was kind of going away from tennis sure. at the time. And I mean, I liked it. I think that tennis, all that movement, all of that helps a lot. Um, and I was okay at this. So I was like, okay, I like it. I want to I wanna try it. Okay. So I started practicing, and um, my coach was actually from Wales because not a lot of co- coaches in Poland. Sure. But this one, this one was good, <laughs> and um, he, he got me to, like, play much better and that I could compete. And I was, I was really excited about it. So he also pushed me to, to come to America and play golf. Um, in the university league so so yeah I, so, and, <laughs> and here she is uh, a senior at newman university who just got third in your first tournament back this year what do you feel like was working for you down in texas um i think that well my strongest um the strongest part of my game right now it's my long game my drivers okay off the pretty tee. accurate yes of the t i i have a lot of furries and regulations so that helps a lot because that puts you in a position where you can just go from there, attack the green instead of, I don't know, hitting in the water or trees, and then you have to, you sure. know, try to catch up. Um, but I think what made a change at this tournament was my mental game. I I came to the tournament with no expectations, but um, I, I, was, I told myself that I'm going to enjoy this round and I'm going to stay concentrated, and no matter what happens, I'm just going to trust my game in and that that worked out for me well so you got to practice a lot in poland during yes. the off season yes what has this preseason run up to events been like because it's been 
pretty cold here, and being outdoors in Wichita and in Kansas at this time of year is always a little bit dicey. So how much time were you actually able to get on the course outside, and how much were you actually in the golf facility? Well, when when I mentioned I played a lot in Poland, it was mainly in summer. Cause, right. Yeah, because we have a lot of tournaments then. And I got back, and my season got canceled again. <laughs> right. So, so yes, yeah, so I spent a lot of time practicing here. Um, and then I got back home. I mean, I actually got COVID, so I couldn't practice much. So, again, that takes away from the expectations sure. that I'm just going to, you know, do my thing and try to come back. But so, so there's only five golfers on the team. Yes. How tight-knit are you guys, just having so few members on the team? Do you guys feel like you're maybe a little bit more tight-knit than you would be if the team were larger? Um, I mean, I think that even if we had a few more players, our our team is still small comparing to, let's say, baseball team, right? Sure, of course. But, um, I, mean, we're, I mean, we're pretty good friends on and off the course. So, I mean, I always enjoy playing with my teammates and – we practice together, like, outside of our uh, scheduled practice. So it's, I mean, it's always fun, but yeah. What's it like being coached by Coach Torgerson these last couple of seasons? It's awesome. <laughs> she's I, in the room, she's, so. <laughs> yeah, she's, uh, she's amazing. I mean, she she just, she believes in us like, like no one else. And it's nice to have that support that, you know, you go out there and she's always somewhere helping us and, and that's that's always nice. So now you're getting set for Kicking Bird Golf Course yes. down in Oklahoma. Last time there uh, at the tournament hosted by SNU, you tied for 55th. And I know you're going to want to do better than that. <laughs> yeah. There are some courses that, for whatever reason, some players they love that course. They're comfortable, even if it's a more difficult course. Yeah. They just they just like it. And there are some courses that players just don't like did you just have a bad day that day or is this one of those tournaments that that you look it's one that newman has been at several times over even when they were heartland conference members they, they've played this event a lot so yeah. uh how much are you looking forward to getting another crack at kicking bird i mean i i don't think this course is that difficult and obviously as you said some courses fit some players right so um but I think that if you play well and your mental game is good, you're going to play well at any course, really. So, I mean, after the good start, I'm very excited and I want to compete well in it. And well, we'll see what happens. The Jets returning to action on March 8th and 9th down at that Invitational hosted by SNU in Oklahoma. And uh, she'll be one of the leaders coming off of a third-place finish. Julia Chorus from Poland, senior on this women's golf team. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. (laughs) Michaela Hayes will wrap up the JetCast with us next as we talk women's basketball on the JetCast right after this. Hey, boss, the backhoe was stolen from the Valley job. Great. And our computers were hacked last night, and they got some of our clients' information. Seriously? And your wife called. She said the dead tree you were supposed to tear down fell on your neighbor's roof. Ah, what am I going to do? I'd call Eck Agency. They're great at providing insurance solutions to protect your business, work comp, home, and autos before these things happen. Call or text Eck Agency at 316-303-1905 or visit eckagency.com. Jet fans, there's a new way to stay connected with your team. Download the free Newman University Athletics app now. Sign up to be a fan, student, alumni, or booster club member and receive notifications on your mobile device 
on your favorite Jets teams. Schedules, live stats, live broadcasts, and more. The Newman University Athletics app is your digital ticket to NU Sports. Download the Newman University Athletics app for free today on Google Play or the App Store. Wrapping up this episode of the JetCast, talking women's basketball, a big senior day win for the Jets last time out. And they will wrap up their season with a road trip to Lincoln on Thursday, coming back to play the Gorillas of Pittsburgh State on Saturday this week. And joining me is a junior guard from Neosho, Missouri, averaging five points per game. She set a career high this year for three-pointers, points, and minutes of course, it's Michaela Hayes from the Osho, Missouri. Thanks so much for being on the show, Michaela. Yeah, thanks for having me. Well, obviously, you guys, a senior day win, even with everything else not going on, that's obviously a, a real big deal for you guys to send out your seniors the right way. I know it's a little different this year with coronavirus and, and things like that, but how good was it to, to get that win, to get off that losing streak, and to, and to put a, a good, not that you played good for 40 minutes, but mm-hmm. you, you got closer to 40 minutes. Yeah. It was just really nice because the seniors, they've done so much for us. And being able to give them that win on the home court and their last game there is really important just having a win because it's been a little bit. Yes. Um, so it's really nice just feeling that and, you know, getting down at our belt before these next two games. How have you guys tried to grind through adversity? You guys had adversity on that losing streak. There's been adversity with uh, you guys got quarantined just before mm-hmm. the season and, and obviously just with just with trying to play basketball in a coronavirus situation is adversity in and of itself. So how have you personally tried to deal with it? And how has the team tried to deal with it as a group? Well, I feel like this season, like you said, it's just been a lot of adversity. You know, started the season with quarantine and trying to get through that, stay in shape, which, you know, we had to get back into shape. (laughs) Right. Coming back from that and just like knowing who we are and like staying grounded in that and still grinding through, still getting in the gym and, like, practicing on our own game and, you know, just looking up instead of, like, looking behind at what we've done, just looking forward to what we can do now, know, in the future. When you when you go to college, obviously nobody goes to college thinking, boy, I really hope that I'm a bench player and, <laughs> and, and that's all. I just get to watch from the bench. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to go and, and play, obviously. Yeah. You've made that transition this year from being a bench player, a role player, to now being in the main rotation, mm-hmm. especially over this last maybe six, seven, eight, eight games or so. What do you feel like has allowed that transformation to happen for you as you've been able to earn more minutes mm-hmm. and, and you've able to be productive in those minutes? Yeah, I think it's just a lot of staying in, um, invested, like involved, like those games or those years that I did do a lot of um, like bench. You know, I still try to keep myself engaged with like yelling at the teammates that are on the floor you know, on defense and trying to help them out. Um, And then this year, just staying in the gym and, you know, just still staying, getting to work and kind of working on my own game and figuring out, refiguring out, I guess, what I can do from high school. Now, as a freshman, you shot the three-pointer fairly well. You shot about 35% from the three-point line. Uh, Didn't get much opportunity, obviously, when Mm -hmm. there's a player like Caitlin Potter. She takes a lot Uh of three-pointers. I don't know if you guys noticed this, but... You know, this season didn't have the three-point start that you wanted. You started mm-hmm. one for 18. Since then, you've had a three-pointer in eight straight games, mm-hmm. and your three-point percentage has raised 20 points over the last, I think, about eight games, which is incredible. Mm-hmm. How did you keep yourself confident? Because you know, 
keep players are going you're going to have slumps in your mm-hmm. career and you're going to have player times when you are shooting the ball a lot better I think it's obviously a little bit easier when you're shooting better than yeah. to try to keep confident when you're not. So how did you stay confident and, and, and give yourself, I guess, the ability to just keep shooting and trusting yourself that you were going to get out of that slump? Yeah, I think it was a lot of like the trusting yourself and like the process. And um, just a slump was kind of, I shot at the beginning of the season, probably like one three-pointer a game, two, three, you know, it wasn't much. Right, no, or it I was might not. Have, yeah. And um, I think really just coming to the realization that I need to shoot in order to make some and um, like staying in the gym and while doing that, also staying active and like getting my breath going, you know, kind of game shots and um, just knowing that when I'm open shoot, Coach Spence wants me to do that. The teammates want me to do that. So that's where it really comes from. And Coach Spence has talked a lot about how he's seen your extra work in the gym mm-hmm. and that that gave him the trust to put you in there and that you would be able to, to, to produce for him. What are the kind of things that you were doing? Was it is there anything different you're doing in your off-practice prep or is it just a matter of doing more off-practice prep mm-hmm. and just getting more shots up? Well, I, I don't remember what game it was, but I had a really long conversation with my dad. My dad's been you know, really supportive of me in my basketball. He's always rebounded for me and stuff. And he was like, you know what, you need to get your heart rate up to this. Whenever you practice, you need to, you know, start running sprints, then shooting some, because I had a bad free throw percentage there. And he's like, you need to, you know, replicate what you're going to see in the game. Sure. And so I kind of came up with my own plan. It takes about like 30 minutes or whatever, but just doing off the dribble stuff and then um, off the dribble, like three-pointer shots and then free throws between kind of has helped me stay you know, having a plan before you go in the gym really helps. So one thing that I thought was really interesting going back to the video that you guys did for Off the Radar was that <laughs> it was pretty much universally decided among the team that you were, and you actually agreed with this, that you were the clumsiest player on the team. <laughs> uh, and I could say from watching practice in other years, the story does check out. Okay. Um, what, what, why do you think that is, you know, it, I think you were voted the most likely to just fall down in mm. practice, uh, which is not a bad thing. Coach loves to see <laughs> coaches love to see players on the floor getting floor burns. Uh-huh. Uh, what do you feel like that is the reason that maybe you end up on on the the hardwood maybe more than the average player? Well, I feel like I kind of do both. I sometimes might trip over a line or two, and then I sometimes might you know be going after a ball. Absolutely. So there's the difference, you know. But I feel like I have both. So. Well, kind it, of. it doesn't matter what, however it happens. It's always yeah. a hustle play, right? <laughs> I guess so, yeah. It's always a hustle play. Final question for you. Going into this last week of the season, you've got Lincoln coming up. They've played some teams really tough. I know mm-hmm. that the record isn't great. You guys were able to pull away late to beat them the first time, but they've got a, a premier score in the conference on their team. And then Pittsburgh State obviously has been one of the top-tier teams mm-hmm. in the MIAA for a number of years. So final question for you as you attack this week, uh, Obviously, it's going to be your guys' last week of the season. How do you want to end this season? And then, obviously, hopefully, you, you take some positive feelings from the, this last three-game stretch into the offseason as you guys try to mm-hmm. build it back up for 2021 and 2022. Yeah, I think that just um, going into the games, not expecting anything from our opponents like um, Lincoln, you know, they're going to give us a hard battle and just knowing that. And then Pitt State, obviously, it's going to be on their court, you know, probably senior day, their last game before the conference uh, tournament. So just knowing that we have to go in and fight the whole 40 minutes and not expecting anything um, and just 
putting our all into it for these last two games before the season ends. Michaela Hayes, she's been a big part of the Jets getting out of that losing streak with a big game against Roger State, and we will be with you for the last two dates of the regular season. Next up, it'll be Thursday, 5.30 for the tip-off for the women from Jefferson City, Missouri. Michaela, good luck, and thank you so much. Thank you. That is it for the show this week. We'll be back with another show next week every Wednesday at 6 p.m. NewmanJets.com slash podcast. So until then, Blake Cripps saying... Go Jets.